Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, God, we're doing a podcast. What is it now, Karen? Episode 7. Episode 7, I'm in heaven, or Magnificent 7. We should get some Magnificent 7 music playing. Episode 7. <laughs> Is he still alive? Um, I don't know. Len from Strictly. Um, how you been? It's been two weeks, it's been a fortnight. I know, I've missed it. Because you've not, you've not let me speak to you. Because <laughs> you've just said, save it for the podcast. <laughs> I'm not even allowed well, to speak to you in private. <laughs> <laughs> this is our. This should be our only channel of communication, Beth. I don't, yeah. I don't want you to speak to me outside of this. It's a pro- strictly professional relationship. Mm. So it's a doubler this week, then, in a sense, because we've got twice as much to talk about. Lucky listeners. <laughs> Lucky listeners. <laughs> It's been 90 minutes of drivel instead of 45. Yeah. You were t- one of the things that you were saying, I told you you weren't allowed to talk to me about, was an instance where you've, you've actually been a Karen in the past fortnight. Well, if you'd let me talk to you, <laughs> I was going to tell you that I nearly was. Basically, I just had to... Um, send a plate of food back at a restaurant I was mortified I couldn't even look them in the <laughs> eye I was so embarrassed <laughs> but the food was so bad that and everyone around me had really nice meals and mine was so bad that and I couldn't even eat it either and I'm not even fussy God, right. tell us more well we have some very bad luck with macaroni cheese and what is it now, Karen Podcast, because it was macaroni <laughs> cheese. And you know how usually it comes in like a little individual dish? Mm. And it's this one, so it came in an individual dish, but it never had any like cheese on top. Oh. So it was just the macaroni in the dish and it was a very pale, pale colour. And it was almost like, well, it wasn't even like pasta and sauce, because I quite like pasta and sauce, like, you know, at the packet. Oh my God, right. It was awful. 
and everyone around me has like nice fish and chips someone's got a curry burger and I've got this little pathetic bowl of baby food (laughs) (laughs) and the real kicker is it's the same place that one of our other listeners (laughs) should have known I didn't you were forewarned I didn't think so how did the how did the return of the food go down? What tell me tell us about that interaction? I think she came over because I think she was just giving over like the last um, plate of food down, and I just sort of sheepishly said, uh, without really making much eye contact, <laughs> uh, "I'm really, I'm really, really sorry. Um, it's just not very nice. <laughs> it was just all very awkward and would not recommend." So I wouldn't say that was a Karen because I felt really embarrassed about it. Maybe <laughs> not. The opposite. The opposite, but you, I mean, you shouldn't really feel embarrassed about it because... No, because you're paying for it, I guess. Yeah. God, that sounds like a Karen. Yes, <laughs> your rights. Know your rights. Know your rights. But then you have a kind of track record sometimes with stuff, we, especially when it comes to food. We're coming up to almost a year, actually, a year ago, you inadvertently or accidentally ordered like 48 pieces of sushi in a Swedish sushi restaurant. <laughs> that was so stressful. <laughs> remember? I think you actually cried as well. I think I did eat all 40 pieces of sushi though. Oh my God. Over the course of like the evening. <laughs> so much raw fish. <laughs> That was a good laugh, good good memories. Good times. Good times. <laughs> oh well, how how have you been otherwise? How's your how's your mood? Um Christ. over it. <laughs> over it, yeah, because we're now like back into like another lockdown, aren't we? Yep. Thankfully, I don't think we're going to talk about COVID tonight. No. Um, hopefully. I'm sure it'll creep in. Obviously it will, but it's not going to be the main event. No, I am over it. So we've had a submission, um, some fan... Uh, fan work fan art it's not really art per se but it's music oh okay okay so listen to now listen to this oh god is in a podcast What do you make of that? Speechless. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? It's, um, yeah, speechless. It's essentially, that one's essentially a cover of our theme music. Yeah. Very, um, it kind of gave me, um, Crazy Frog vibes. <laughs> it did a bit, it was a bit, very, very, like, heavy synth into it, like. Yeah. 
So thanks for sending those in. You know who you are. Um, and we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> if if um if we think about changing our theme tune, we'll maybe need something a bit more lighthearted. Upbeat. Yeah, lighthearted. <laughs> but I appreciate the effort that's gone into that. That's very, oh, very good. Yeah. Um so shall we delve deep into this week's you go first this week. Okay. So, mine this week is, I think, is a topic we've not covered before. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I don't think so, anyway. It's a comment under a Tasty video. So, All right. Okay. So Interesting. Tasty is in, like, the Facebook page that share recipes and cookery videos, that sort of thing. So, it's, yeah, but we haven't really talked about food, uh, food-related Karen's is an interesting topic to me. Okay, so this particular comment I'm looking at was under a recipe for a pasta dish. Love it, love pasta. Yeah. Now, what's controversial about pasta, you might be wondering? Um, pasta got so much controversy that Karen's come out of their SUVs ready <laughs> and call the authorities. What's getting Karen so mad about pasta? I'm about to guess. Mm, I don't know what could what could rile somebody up about pasta. Pasta's so innocuous. It's literally just like water and flour. I don't know. I feel like, like would it be like too too traditional or something? You see a lot of tasty videos that are like chicken fajita lasagna and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. Okay, so and even under this post, there was a lot of comments that I could choose from because a lot of people were angry about this. Um, what the hell? That's the recipe. I just picked one of the uh, first ones that I saw. So the controversial thing about this particular pasta recipe was that it allegedly came from Meghan Markle, a.k.a. Duchess of Sussex. So I'll read out the comment. Well, what, what was the pasta recipe? What was it? What's in it? Um, zucchini. So it was like a vegetarian, um, slow-cooked zucchini. Um, so it was like a Bolognese-type pasta. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, it did. Courgette, as we say, in the real world. Yeah, yeah, courgette. It's just because on the post they call it zucchini. Anyway, so this is a comment from Selma. So bear in mind, this article is just sharing that Meghan Markle shared this pasta recipe. There's nothing particularly about Meghan Markle in the article. It's just about this pasta recipe. But Selma's commented, She isn't royal and never will be. She nearly stripped her royal husband from his titles. She's not royal. She's a joke. <laughs> she and then or from what I've realized recently a Karen favourite she puts an ellipsis dot 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 <laughs> and this looks nothing like a bolognese bolognese has a tomato sauce as a base come on <laughs> oh my god there were so many comments like this you won't believe under a recipe for a pasta video. 
but Meghan Markle has that effect on people. That was um, that was so venomous. Like she was like, she's not a row. She never will be. And plus, that's not even a bolognese. But oh my god, Selma, chill out, man. Chill out. Chill out. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, you really got you got to, you got to really dislike somebody to be that moved to leave a comment like that on a pasta video. And I could understand if it was quite, you know, these kind of um, articles that are very, you know, Meghan and Harry doing this or doing that, or they're going to America, they're doing their Netflix deal, more kind of controversial articles where they're maybe doing something that you might not agree with or the way they're leaving the UK and and all that sort of stuff. But it's literally a recipe for pasta. (laughs) (laughs) But we know from our Karen poem that neglect reason. Neglect reason. Know your rights. Accuse everyone. Request a manager. Escalate authorities. (laughs) Neglect reason. The one thing I did want to touch on is the, the comment in particular where she says she's stripping her husband from his titles. Now, why does it, everyone assume that when a man, you know, makes a decision, it's always kind of his wife in the background pulling the strings and, you know, he's um, being manipulated and when actually it could just be they love each other, it's his wife, they've made the decision together, but it's always, particularly when it's a quite a high-profile couple anyway, it's always that it's, you know, the wife in the background meddling and stealing Harry away from his family and first of all like I have to cards on table I really couldn't give two shakes about Meghan and Harry or any royal like I seriously do not care like I don't like I just don't care as far as I'm concerned they shouldn't exist in the first place but anyway um but I think they just there's a lot of stuff in me about Meghan Markle and she's always she's always painted to be this kind of like conniving sinister kind of force in the shadows like manipulating things and taking Harry away from his granny and his brother like honestly who cares who cares just a couple of stupid rich people who should be abolished and all of their wealth should be redistributed I agree but we that's not the position we're in so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so shut up and, and start talking about Megan. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I have noticed that a lot of the criticism for Meghan Markle usually starts with... And, and it's got nothing to do with the fact that she's black. It's got nothing to do with that. And you're sort of sitting there going, nobody said anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody said it was, but now that you've brought that up yourself, it's a bit suspicious. Yeah, it's a bit the, the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that she does, and it's like in the papers as well, it's like always a bit like venomous, isn't it? And it's, de- I mean, it's definitely to do with the fact that she's mixed race, you know, it's 100%. Yeah, well, the comparison with Kate, and you know, there was bad press written about her paparazzi following her you know all that but I think there's it's hard to compare the two it's um princess 
Kate and she's can do no wrong and compared with Meghan Markle. She does always get referred to in the media as Meghan Markle. Yeah. You know I mean? as, whereas like, oh man, do you know what really annoys me? Do you know what I hate actually? Royal correspondents. They're I think they're like I think I think they're very odd people. Like, why are you so invested in this royal family? Like it's like weird. Do you know like what's his name on BBC, Nicholas Witchell or something like that? And he like always talks as if he's like privy and like part of the family, you know. And he always refers to um what's her name? Is it Kate Middleton? Mm-hmm. Middleton. Always refers to as Catherine. It's like, shut up and get a life. Like, do you, did you honestly go to uni and do like journalism to come and just suck up some rich German family? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean though? Yeah. It's like, so she's always given like this name, like Catherine, not even like Kate Catherine or the Duchess of whatever the hell she is. But then it's always like Meghan Markle. And don't get me wrong, as I said before, I really don't care. And I, 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 I don't have any investment at all in this situation. But I, I think it is quite telling. That yeah, it's the, the difference between the two. And I guess also she is American as well, which I think people, Union Jack waving types, aren't too happy that I guess she's American either. Um, but I read a really interesting article. I wish I could remember where it was, but it was like a comparison of headlines. And one of them was like... Um, Pregnant Catherine eats avocado during pregnancy cravings. And then what the other one was Meghan Markle eating avocado and then went into all like how avocados are bad for the environment and how people oh eat avocados. Well, I remember that. I've <laughs> seen like that as well. Farming and everything, and you're like, what? Well, yeah, one's like Kate Middleton nourishes unborn child with nutrient-rich avocado. And then the other one's like, Meghan Markle feeds into cycle of death and destruction by eating cash crop avocado. Yep. Honest to God. And then people and people do, but people do read that and just like accept it. It's so weird. And it's like, do people not have any kind of critical thinking faculty in your brain where you can actually look at something and say, hmm, that's a bit of a disparity, or mm, that's a bit unjustified. No, okay. I think to an extent, yes, but I think when you're reading or watching an apparent trusted source, whether that's a newspaper or TV station, you know, people have busy lives. You read something, you kind of just, just, you know, you you don't really necessarily have time to make those connections. Am I making sense? Yeah, but I mean, you can, you don't have to have time to to know that something is just like so targeted and so like vitriolic, do you know what I mean? I don't know, but a lot of the time it's not as obvious as that. A lot, some, you know, sometimes it's a bit more subtle. Like you said, the subtlety of she's always Meghan Markle and not Catherine, Duchess of Cornwall? Cambridge? Cambridge, one's Cambridge, one's Cornwall. I just couldn't honestly care less. Right, you Get them out! <laughs> Is that treason? Is it treason to, to want to abolish the monarchy? No, I don't think so. I think, anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I was going to say there was, I think they should go, but I've literally said that ten times. Yeah, broken record. <laughs> what do you think will happen, though, when um, oh, Busy Lizzie dies? 
I think I, I see. I think actually, if it happens during this pandemic, I actually think there'll be like mass hysteria. Yeah, imagine she. I mean, I, I don't want to wish it on anyone, but hasn't she caught COVID? Oh, she won't. No, she's in her. She's in her big golden castle. Now that is treason. I think. Imagine the the queen dying. No, I'm just um. You're not allowed to think things. <laughs> no, you're not. Like I looked it up because, like last last week when we were talking about that group that group chat message about the the rumor that the queen had died, I looked up and there's like treason is like compassing compassing the death of the sovereign or something like that. And I was like, what the hell does compassing mean? But apparently, it means like wishing or thinking or like talking about like a hypothetical where the the monarch is dead or something like that. I that can't stand up in court. It's like... You get, you're going to get beheaded. Were you thinking about the Queen dying? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you get dead and brown in to read your mind. Could you, well, they would, just, they would just decide, wouldn't they? Just like, you were, ah, you were. You were thinking that. You so were. Off with her head. <laughs> Okay, let's get back to Selma. Selma, sorry. Um, let's talk about the structure of her comment. I, I think she had some short, sharp sentences in there, didn't she? Yeah, we like that. We do, but we enjoy those ones. Yeah, she isn't royal and never will be. She nearly stripped her royal husband from his titles. She's not royal. She's a joke. Dot, dot, dot. She's a joke. <laughs> She, the, the irony being that Selma here is the joke, like commenting this on a tasting video, do you know what I mean? But I like that she's also then got a little dig in about her bolognese recipe as well. <laughs> and this looks nothing like a bolognese. Bolognese has a tomato sauce as a base. Dot, dot, dot again. Come on. <laughs> oh. You're not a royal, and by the way, your pasta sucks. She said, she said um, she's not a royal twice. Like, she's like, that's somebody who's just like frantic. Like, just calm down. Just like our, our COVID and masks, this is Meghan Markle's gets the Karens riled up. I think a lot of people see Harry as, you know, when, his, um, when Diana died and Harry was always the kind of cheeky chappy. The cheeky chappy that dressed up like a Nazi? Uh, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> And was not playing like strip poker in Las Vegas as well. But anyway, the cheeky chappy. You know, a lot of um, people still kind of see him. And I have a salt. I would say I've got, and I'm, I'm not a royalist. I'm very indifferent about the royal family. But uh-huh, so the next about, I would say if I had to like pick a favourite, it would be Harry. Only because he's the only one that looks vaguely human and has a head of hair. Yeah, exactly. So he's my favourite. <laughs> Yeah, if I you, can't believe I'm hearing this. If you had to pick a favourite, who would yours be? Harry? No, I, honestly, I would rather be Gilly. favourite you have to pick. No, I don't. No, you have to pick. Well, it wouldn't be Prince Andrew anyway, that's for sure. Well, no. Well, that's... Oh, God, that's another thing. So people are getting really annoyed about making Markle. Well, Prince Andrew, who is... I'm picking my words carefully here. Allegedly, all that... A paedophile? Got something like that, about. At the very minimum, he was friends with a paedophile. And knew about it and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, and he's not cooperating either. So that's at the very minimum. That's if all the other stuff he's been accused of 
even if he didn't do that, at the very least, he was friends with a predator and he's now not cooperating with investigations. Was that, but I guess you can't say that's obstructing, what do you call that? Preventing the course of justice, because that's a crime and he hasn't been convicted of that, but he'll never be convicted. Like, these people are above reproach, that's the thing. So that's why, like, you know, as we said, like, Prince Harry can dress up like a Nazi and nothing really happens. This Prince Andrew can allegedly be this and nothing happens. I don't think you can compare dressing up. No, 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 I know, but I'm saying, like, they're, like, beyond reproach, which yeah. is just bizarre But anyway, if I had to pick a royal, I would not. Well, yeah, the the Prince Andrew thing is is interesting to look at because here you've got Meghan Markle sharing a recipe for a past. I don't even think she shared it. Someone's just I don't know where they've got this alleged. That this is her recipe. A, a source claimed that a Meghan source. loved zucchini, <laughs> and people are getting angry over it. Whereas the same can't be said. Don't get me wrong. There's complete outrage, but it seems on a much smaller level than the outrage that. Meghan Markle and Harry are receiving for moving country and you know what like the, a step back from royal duties exactly so it's weird though isn't it because they they were like she was vilified for whatever reason well we, we can guess what reason and then when they unsurprisingly decided well actually we don't want to be royals anymore we're going to take a step back they got vilified even more it's like well what do you expect you've like driven someone you've literally driven someone out of the country and now you're still moaning pathetic If you could be a, if you were a royal for a day, what what would you do? Oh. Queen for a day. Queen for the day. Like, I don't or know. King. I don't think I've fancied doing all the. I see like work and adventure and like inverted commas, like when they have to go to like an open shopping centres and stuff. I wouldn't be arsed about doing any of that. <laughs> but <laughs> what else do they do? Exciting. Go to parties, galas. Mm-hmm. Breathe corgis, hunt foxes. Not into any of that. Hunt hunt servants. Maybe it's quite like a servant. Would you? I would feel quite guilty about having a servant. If it was just for a day, I think I'd be fine. <laughs> ah well, Meg, Meghan Markle. I've never even you know what was she in again that was that made her famous. Suits. So, what is that about? Lawyers or accountants? Oh, I'm not sure. I never watched it. Neither of us are um, fans, but I think if Joseph was being honest, Harry and Meghan are the most favourite royals. (laughs) Shut up. Put words in my mouth. Well, before um, smoke starts coming out your ears and before we get done for treason, we'll move (laughs) on from the royal family. (laughs) More specifically, Meghan Markle. What are you bringing to the table this week? Uh, this week I'm bringing... I'm bringing somebody who's just, like, really annoying. Mm, hate that. Really annoying me. Just, like, oh, just shut it. Kind of well-known numpty Lawrence Fox. Mm. Who allegedly is an actor as well. I'd literally never heard of him before until um, 
he went on question time and was just being like ridiculous. I can't remember what it, like the initial controversy was. I think he was just on saying like it was back in January. I think and he was saying like he was on question time saying it was racist to say that he had white privilege. So he's one of these ones. Yeah, I think he's of the kind of Katie Hopkins generation. It's just he just says controversial things for the mm-hmm. for the sake of it. He's really um, slipped under my radar. I hadn't really heard of him until more recently. Um, partly it was yeah. by Billy Piper. Rose from Doctor Who. Yeah, oh, love that. So that was a great like that was a great era for Doctor Who. David Tennant and Billy Piper. He's a really good actress. I really like Billy Piper. God, poor her being married to him. I know, it seems odd, because I think she's very um, left-leaning liberal. Well, he, interestingly, on his Twitter, he describes himself as a fierce liberal. But I think he means it in, like, the true sense of liberal, where you, like, don't... Like, no no government and... Yeah, exactly, like, free market, total freedom of speech. Like, you can say anything, do anything, that kind of liberal, which is just daft in my book. Um... Interestingly, though, like to go for his like a, a original brush with controversy was actually related to Meghan Markle. Oh, really? Apparently, they were on question time. They were talking about like the racism towards her, and this article here was like he was bored with talk about racism towards the Duchess of Sussex and shutting down claims he couldn't recognise it because of his own position. So that was it. Somebody was trying to say, I was like, well, you can't actually say that that's not racism because you are." A white man, and you've got white privilege, and then he said that's racist to say that I've got white privilege. I can just racist to say I can't talk about this because I'm white. So, well, it's not racism because it's not like systematic like oppression and suppression and exploitation. Somebody's just telling you to shut up because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, so that was when he first came into the limelight as being a bit of a numpty, and then very recently. Sainsbury's, God, if we're getting convoluted here from bloody Meghan Markle to Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's supermarket. I had put up a thing about Black History Month, which is the, you know, of the month of October. Um, and they had said, you know, we're proud to celebrate it and so on and so forth. Lawrence Fox had retweeted it and said, Dear Sainsbury's, now this is, cla- this is classic Karen language here. Dear Sainsbury's, I won't be shopping in your supermarket ever again. Whilst you promote racial segregation and discrimination, I sincerely hope others join me. Retweet. Hashtag boycott Sainsbury's. I won't be shopping. That's that's the equivalent of I won't be back. I won't be back. (laughs) Will not return. So he... He's not happy. I'm, I'm confused about what he's angry about. He's angry that Sainsbury's had put up a post saying we're proud to celebrate Black History Month. He said, I won't shop there while you promote racial segregation and discrimination. I'm guessing he thinks that supporting Black History Month is racism against white people. <laughs> I think he does. I think he's I think he's gonna be one of these people that wants like a white history month. <laughs> Which just sounds like All Lives Matter. Yeah, just but like to say like White History Month also sounds like saying like white power. Do you know what I mean? Like if you say black power, that's like empowerment of a marginalized group. If you say white power, that's like really disturbing and yeah, you know, so so is like White History Month.
So he said that. And then there was a couple of people that retweeted him and he just like called them pedos. Just like in replies, like pedo, shut up pedo and all that kind of stuff. And then now they're suing him. Well, that's, one of that's like I think a classic, you know, because clearly he doesn't have any argument to fall back on. So you just, you just switch straight to insults when you don't have any, you, you know, if you don't have a leg to stand on, which clearly he doesn't. Yeah, so somebody from Drag Race UK called Crystal is suing Lawrence Fox for homophobic defamation. So the, the Crystal criticised them for it and um, he replied, I'm sure he, I'm sure he just like said like pedo or something, but I can't actually find a tweet now. Oh, that was it. So it was also, he called two people um, pedos. He called the person from Drag Race a pedo, I'm sure. And then also, or I don't know what I actually called her. But the CEO of Stonewall Charity, he also called him a paedophile after he criticised him. Is that just like his, in- does he know what that means? Is that just like his go-to insult? <laughs> Very bizarre. Oh, that was it. He said, he said pretty rich coming from a paedophile. Just out of nowhere. I think, no, like I said earlier, it's a worry about this kind of, since Katie Hopkins kind of rise to fame or infamy or whatever you want to call it. There's this kind of surge in people seeing, you know, controversial things for the sake of it to get a rise out of people and to build up their own personal profile. You know, mm. Katie Hopkins made a career out of it and doing PAs at different places and being dragged into universities to do all these debates and made a fortune out of being controversial for controversial sake. You know, there was a lot of talk that I think her views were quite reasonable, but she just really amped it up for her, you know, her her personal views rather, sorry, were pretty reasonable. I think she was always kind of right-leaning, but she really, when she realised if she said a few controversial things, that that gained more traction. So, Lawrence Fox, don't really know who he is sprung to prominence for being a bit of a dafty is now like after Sainsbury's saying that there's racial segregation to celebrate Black History Month. I think the point of Black History Month is that it's like equal. Like you're talking about equality, like you're raising black history up to be on a par with like usual history and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and you would like to hope that one day we get to the, the point where history is just history, but we're not there yet. You know, there's a lot of big events in history where black people are just told, you know, they're not included in that and that's not because they weren't a part of it, it's just because their stories aren't being told and that's why we need things like Black History Month but the the all lives matter sort of thing is very Karen it's very um, just ignorant and not really... He's got another he's got another tweet here that I've just seen as I scroll through it's quite worrying actually and like as we, as we just said like he describes himself as a fierce liberal, so I presume this is in that kind of vein, but he said, the only way to deal with vile Holocaust denial is to allow them to state their case and be challenged. If you push the problem on the ground, you give these liars fuel. More speech, better arguments, more truth. We are smarter than this. Entirely disagree with that. If you let... He's trying to... So that's like him being like, people should be allowed to say what they want, but then you just have to reason with them and argue with them but the point is like if somebody's daft enough to deny the holocaust what makes you think you're gonna be able to reason with them so like the like he's advocating for them to get some airtime which is just ridiculous because that legitimizes stuff if you put it out in the mainstream and you let it be discussed as if it's an acceptable debate we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. how like you present like issues that are clearly 
one-sided things as like a debate to be had. So he's now trying to say that like we should debate about Holocaust now. No, we shouldn't. You just need to shut these people up. I'm sure you can actually be arrested for that Holocaust now. In some countries, I'm sure it's like a crime. Yeah, I would say there's very few things where there isn't two sides to every argument or where, you know, free speech should be denied, you know. But when we're looking at things like denying the Holocaust and conspiracy theories, then... Yeah. Um, so he's, I think he's also got a political party called Reclaim. Nice. And he's, that's his banner on his um, Twitter. So Reclaim, Reason, Reform, Progress. Or Progress, depending on the emphasis you put on it. Political parties love a sort of three-word slogan. Take back control, that Reclaim, Reform. Progress. Yeah, whatever. It's almost like someone's told them that the whole three-word thing works, but see if it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it only works if it's if it makes sense. Yeah, but I think that's like a psychology thing, isn't it? Because it's like if something's catchy and it's three words long, it's like got yeah, but it's all, like it's psycho- it's psychological. If it not just three like, random yeah. words, that's not psychological when they sink in or be catchy. It needs to actually have some substance. True. My favorite three-letter one is um, Lady Gaga when she goes. Rain on me. <laughs> that should have been a slogan. <laughs> I'd rather be driver than if I'm alive. Um, oh, well, I guess, so he's, he's calling for a boycott of Sainsbury's entirely. I quite like Sainsbury's. Well, I was going to say we can rank the supermarkets in a second, but he's... um. He's he's because he's that hashtag boycott Sainsbury's. He was like trying to start that, try to get it going because he's like taking a new line in this tweet and hashtag that boycott Sainsbury's <laughs> over, over Black History Month. Like, what what is going on? What is going through his mind? Does he not realize that he's obviously going to be accused of racism if he's anti Black History Month? Like, I don't know, anyway. But it's it's all it's not even like Sainsbury's have done anything that you would that you could even consider you know, that it's controversial in any way. They've not come out and said, right, we are now only employing black people or we are now only, you know, nothing that they've said in their in the original tweet is controversial in any way. Yeah, but then, see, see to be fair though, I do I do also take, well, I don't take issue, but it's like, I've heard, I've heard the phrase before, like, woke capitalism. So like a brand will come out and be like, Say, say something like that, like Black History Month, we're proud to celebrate Black History Month. And fair enough, like give it some exposure. It's good to see it in the mainstream. But realistically, Sainsbury's are only doing that for, I mean, I'm just being very cynical here, but like are only doing that for like a bit of positive PR, a bit of positive press. Mm-hmm. And ultimately to get more people into their shop to buy their yeah. stuff. Yeah, we've, we've kind of touched on that before of where like, I think the last time we spoke about it was like, football teams putting like the LGBT flag you know mm. that's all well and good but what are you actually doing behind the scenes to support LGBT communities to, to support the the BAME communities you know like put your money where your mouth is don't just do it for a nice bit of brand exposure actually get involved in your communities and put your hands in your pockets put your money where your mouth is <laughs> exactly because that actually reminds me of um, another 
Do you remember I was like, it was probably like a couple of years ago, M&S around Pride Month came out with a sandwich called an LGBT. Yeah. <laughs> LG, so it was like lettuce, guacamole, bacon and tomato. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, shut up. Like, come on. Like, again, like, just make a donation or something. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe. I think they maybe... did with the sandwiches. So that's sandwich what I think. Oh, I don't Supermarkets know. ranked best to worst, not based on their affiliations or associations right, okay. with LGBT or purely on experience. Purely on experience. Yeah. Right. We'll start um, with worst to best or. Worst to best, right? Okay, so the bottom of the pile has got to be Morrison's. Disagree. <laughs> no, it has to be Morrison's. Have you been to the salad bar? No. The salad bar. The salad bar experience alone means that Morrison's cannot be the worst. Shut up. Right, so I, I, well, I don't think there is a salad bar in the one near me. Hmm, it must be quite a small one then. Salad bar? Oh, it's so good. It's like you get like a little box. Uh Uh-huh. So almost like pick and mix and then you've got, I've not been um, since COVID, so I maybe wouldn't, it's maybe not. But it's like a pick and mix for salads, and you can put as much in this box as you want. But that's not that's not new because Pizza Hut been doing that for years, so that doesn't interest me. But this is a supermarket, not Pizza Hut, right? Mm. Continue. So don't like Morrison's. Don't like the shopping experience. Don't like the products. I don't know. I just think it's crap. And then I would have to say next would be Sainsbury's, overpriced. Um, Stephen Fry once said he likes Sainsbury's because it keeps the scum out of Waitrose. Mm. I'll be why it suits me then. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been. I have once, because but it's the one and only time, and I was shocked at how expensive it was. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They have a they, speaking of salad bars, they have a sushi bar with two sushi chefs. After that, you go and get fresh made sushi. That's the dream. It's 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 um what do you call that repugnant. <laughs> vulgar as vulgar, vulgar. vulgar. <laughs> that kind of wealth so for me Morrison's and Sainsbury's then Aldi because I don't really rate it compared to Lidl and then Asda then Tesco I must admit but that's probably just for like habit and nostalgia because that's just Overpriced. like oh well actually no that's true I've maybe put them the wrong way around Asda's a bit cheaper Okay, we'll go Tesco and then Asda and then top of the pile has to be Lidl. Has to be Lidl. In every way, it's superior. Do you know, I have a new favourite mm-hmm. that you've not mentioned. What? Food Warehouse. Food Warehouse? Interesting. Mm. It's like an Iceland Aldi Asda hybrid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, to be fair, I have, I have been in Food Basically Warehouse. Basically all the trash. <laughs> So, is it all frozen stuff, or is it just no, there? Frozen, um, fresh, all your cans, all your everything, <laughs> everything you could want and more. Cans, cans. <laughs> you could be a market trader. Frozen, fresh cans, frozen peas, fresh peas, and canned peas. That's it. What oh, about your rankings? Let's hear it. I'd say worst Tesco. Oh. That's a really bold claim. Why? Too expensive? Too expensive, not much selection, no salad bar. <laughs> you can't rate everyone based on the fact they've got a salad bar. That's not fair. Um, I like, then it would be 
Asda. Okay, so the two big boys at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. Okay. I would then say Aldi M&S Food Warehouse. M&S, look at you. It's well seen you're a young professional with no kids. M&S is your second top supermarket. Yeah. I'm Turn that bloody phone off. I'm going to reach through the screen and throttle you. Anyway, you're obviously doing well for yourself if Mark's M&S, Mark's and Sparks is your second top supermarket. Yeah, no kids yet, but remember, I've got a liberal womb, so... Oh, yes, yeah, so you do. Be fine for a while yet. <laughs> what, was your, what was your top supermarket again there? Food warehouse? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's quite scummy, so that balances out the M&S. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the the Lidl I really can't I can't talk about how much I love it enough I've got a Lidl plus card and everything maybe get me sponsorship on the go if anyone from any of these stores are listening we probably won't get it from Morrison's thanks to you (laughs) but (laughs) is it time to vote yeah I think it is we've spoken enough the panel has spoken. <laughs> okay, so we've got two really strong contenders. Yeah. I think we'll just start with Lawrence Fox because I'm already talking. I okay. <laughs> he's been intolerant. Mm-hmm. Well, or he's trying to frame himself as so tolerant that he's intolerant, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So he's also been very classic very um, stereotypical Karen by saying I won't be shopping there yep so that's why I think he's a strong contender intolerant and he's used a buzzword he doesn't like Black History Month because it's not about him yeah that's the vibe I'm getting yeah whereas we look at Selma who is very riled up at the Meghan Markle pasta recipe (laughs) Which to me is very Karen because it's just so over the top that a pasta recipe would garner such a reaction, you know. She's that she's a- merited it's so important to like comment, yeah. you, know? you know, calling her a joke, stripping your royal husband from his titles. She isn't royal and never will be the joke. It's a very um, over the top reaction for me that is kind of peak Karen. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, this is a tough one this week, actually. Yeah, oh, I'm actually really conflicted. I really need to think. I really need to think about this one. Okay. I think I'm going to vote for Selma. Selma, I'm thinking the same because it's the, it's just the overreaction. <laughs> yeah, neglect reason. Neglect reason. <laughs> Accuse everyone. And it's just, I just love, I'm really getting into these guys' sentence structure now. I am loving it. I feel like I stand a good Yeah. It's fantastic. There's just, I love that they include so much, just like kind of one little comment, you know, there she's talking about stripping husband from royal titles. You know, she'll never be a royal, you know, looks nothing like a Bolognese. This is in a three-line comment. There's so much in there. (laughs) So much anger, so much hatred. It really it never ceases to amaze me the, the the linguistic capabilities of of these people. It just stuns me. The ellipses as well, and just like the 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 they're not even. It's almost like sometimes I think these aren't even like 
that's not even a throwaway comment. She has been like, she's not a royal, she's a joke. And by the way, you're past the So I mean, like, she's really like metered that out in her head. She's got a list of bullet points and she has hit every single one. And like we kind of briefly touched upon, you know, we don't want to say too much, but when you've got royals who are associated with paedophiles and sexual predators not getting this same reaction to a woman sharing a pasta recipe. <laughs> it we does, have problems. It makes you want to just put your head in your hands and just weep. Well, Selma, congratulations. I'm proud to present you with this zucchini, Selma, as a <laughs> token of our gratitude for making us laugh. Oh, no, don't, because she doesn't like that bolognese. Oh, well, she can do something else, but I don't care. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Did I win? Yeah, you won. Congrats. Four to three. Said through gritted teeth. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> That's episode seven. Done and dusted. You need to put some magnificent seven music in here. Okay, I'll try. Do you think we'll get copyrighted? Nah. Um, um, if you enjoyed this podcast, um, give us a follow on Spotify. We're also on YouTube, SoundCloud. All the usual places. Yeah, all the usual places. And give us a follow on Instagram. We are what is it now, Karen. And you can, uh, if you've got theme tunes that you want to send in <laughs> or anything, anything else Karen related, if you've seen a tweet, if you've been a Karen, if you know someone that's a Karen, you can submit it to what is it now, Karen at gmail.com yep even if you just want to say hi you can email us DM us and we'll try to get back to you within three to five working days (laughs) yeah okay then so we'll see you next week we'll see you next week right cheerio I'm away for a wee puff pastry parcel oh enjoy (laughs) bye bye cheerio Oh God, we're doing a podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.